Hello, MavMind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the Hypno Sales Show. Today, I'm going to be sharing some of the best advice I've ever received from other leaders. All right, it's, it's about time, right, that I share a video with some of the advice that I've received from some of the top leaders that I've ever had a chance to work with, the privilege that I've had to work with these top leaders of organizations, CEOs, VPs, big time leaders that I've been able to receive advice from. And I will tell you, I'm very proud of the fact that I've had the privilege of learning from great leaders, but I'm also really even more excited to share with you the best pieces of advice I've ever received from top notch leaders today. Um, I, I attribute my success because I listen to these leaders, I listen to the advice, and I, I try to make sure I incorporate the best parts into my own leadership style so I can become better. And I know you're going to do the same thing today, too, as you listen and watch uh, at describe, describe these different uh, pieces of advice here. So think about it like this. What, are gonna, what I'm going to share today is going to help you become better at being a leader if you open your mind right now and listen. And, uh, and if you want to subscribe to the channel, I'll have more things on leadership in the future as well. Um, so the first one is team communication. Team communication. A lot of leaders don't realize that the reason their team is not performing well or the reason they're not successful as a leader of a team is because team communication just doesn't work. It's, it's poor. It's not, it's not uh, something that's conducive to an effective team uh, operation. You want to create a highly, uh, very meticulous operating machine in your team. You want everyone to work, like be like clockwork. You want it to just be, they're all knowing their parts and they're all doing the things they need to do on time with each other in congruent ways to be effective. And to do that, you have to make sure everyone is communicating and talking with each other. Now, what I mean specifically here though, in this case, is the fact that the team should be communicating with each other before they communicate with you as their leader. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. What I mean here is that team communication means that the team should communicate with each other first and they should get that completely right before they start communicating with you. Okay, because a lot of times if you have conflict on the team or breakdowns of communication between people on the team, they will automatically escalate to you uh, without talking to each other. So they'll just talk to you and they'll, you know, you'll hear one side of the story from one person on the team. Then you'll hear another side of the story from another, and you'll hear a third side from a third person. And, and then as a leader, you got to get everyone on the call and then you got to get them all talk together. And a lot of times, you know, if, if communication is breaking down like that, they're not, they don't want to talk to each other. They want to talk to you and they want you to make the decision for them so they don't have to. And that's not very effective. So that's what this really means is, is if you want to be an effective leader, you've got to help your team feel comfortable to talk with each other openly and to be, resolve their own conflicts amongst themselves before they escalate to you to resolve it for them. Because if you're always resolving a conflict for them, they're never going to learn how to, how to work together well and, uh, and communicate well. And then you're just always going to be doing that. And uh, that's all you'll do. And I've had some, I had some top level, uh, leaders tell me that when, as soon as they got everyone communicating and kind of doing their own conflict resolution together and communicating about it and really getting to where they're comfortable, you know, talking about all these things with each other first, 
then it's sort of like you know they they weren't they weren't involved with that and they were able to watch their team just flourish and be successful because they were able to operate on their own. So you want your team to be able to operate on its own without you there. You want them to be able to resolve their conflicts through proper communication with each other without you there. To where they only talk to you when they're giving you a status, when they're sharing their good news or sharing their success. And then you can talk with each one of them one-on-one and, and establish trust and rapport with them, like I've talked about in previous videos, and build trust with them one-on-one. Have your team name, have the whole, all the rituals, all those things. But you really do need to make sure that they communicate with each other and resolve conflicts without you in the room to be effective. So that's one of the best advice I've ever received, and I always strive to do that with my team. The second bit, bit of advice here I've received from... Uh, via very uh, high-level VP is hire well and fire better. And what does this mean? Well, it means <laughs> exactly what it says. Hire well. Make sure you put in time and investment to hire the right person. Make sure you have the right recruiting steps and the recruiting sequence and the people on the recruiting team, meaning the people you want interviewing your candidates for a role. Make sure you have the right people on that team and make sure that you're hiring as best as you can. You want the best people you can find. You want to take your time. Don't rush. Just because you have a role to fill doesn't mean you have to just rush and get the first person in that, that applies. Take your time. Really do a good job finding the right person and hire well. But even when you do your best to hire the best, it doesn't mean it always happens. Sometimes you will end up hiring someone, and then once they're in, everyone realizes they weren't the right fit. They weren't right the right person. Everybody knows it. And when that happens, you've got to make quick decisions in those cases, and you got to, and you got to fire them. you got to let them go when they don't work out. And you know when it happens. And the worst thing you can do is to keep that person on and try to save them, try to help them fit, try to make them, force them into the role that they're not cut out to do because you made a mistake hiring the wrong person. So, so the key here, and this is the best part of the advice, make sure you don't have that problem by hiring the right person every time and taking your time to make sure and testing and really asking more questions and really making sure that all the expectation, expectations are met and set for the person in the role and hire the best person you can so you don't have to fire them. But if you do happen to hire the wrong person, don't wait to fire them. Just move them out of the business and, and, and find a backfill, find another person that is the right person. Uh, and don't waste your time. It's just, it's detrimental if you let someone go on and on and on in a role. It's bad for them, it's bad for the company, and it's bad for you ultimately as a leader. Don't do it. Hire well, fire better. Uh, the third one, um, uh, I love this analogy. A leader brought this to my attention and made me realize that when, where you work, you're in, working in a zoo, so to speak. And I don't mean like, you know, a literal zoo. Metaphorically, you're in a zoo. And everybody you work with in different teams are different animals in the zoo. So you can't expect everyone to behave the same way. Because elephants, they, they behave differently than tigers. And tigers behave differently than parrots in the bird cages or lizards or turtles or you know uh, whatever any animal you can think of in the zoo every animal behaves differently so it's up to you to really kind of figure out what type of animal each person is so to speak and how, what's their behavior 
And also don't have unrealistic expectations of one animal that, that they're going to behave like another animal because they don't. They just don't. You, if you expect uh, a parrot to, to repeat things you say, okay, don't expect the, the hippopotamus to do the same thing because hippopotamuses can't even talk. So you have to know in what to expect from each animal and respect them for the animal that they are. And don't be uh, disappointed if they don't behave the way you want them to because of the animal that they are. So always keep it in perspective. Each animal is their own individual uh, person and they have their own personality and you have to learn, learn to understand them. You gotta take the time to really understand them. Set up one-on-one -on -one calls with the different animals. Figure out you under, to understand, figure out what their behaviors are so you can interact with them in the proper way and cooperate with them and have teamwork with them in the proper way to be effective with each of those team people, team members, departments. And I'm not even talking people on your team, I'm talking people in other departments that you work with. Interdepartmental communication and operations really requires you to understand what's their type and what can you expect from them? What can they expect of you? And make sure you respect that mutually amongst yourselves to be effective. So I've always thought this was a good analogy and I still use it today to really kind of figure out who's who in the zoo and make sure that I adjust my uh, interactions and my operational uh, behavior to be respectful and be in accordance and congruency with the different uh, people in different departments. All right, and the last bit of advice here, uh, which is one of my favorites, only say what is needed. Only say what is needed. Now, this took me a long time to figure out how to do because I would write emails and I would include way too many things in the email. Or I would be on the phone and I talk way too much. As you can probably tell, I love making videos because I talk nonstop, right? I'm just that type of personality. I love to explain things. But not everybody needs things explained. Not everybody cares about how things work. You might care and you might think they care and you want to explain it. They don't always care. Sometimes they just want the bullet points. Sometimes they just want to know what is needed. What do you need from me? What, what is the one bit of information I need to know to be successful? Just tell me that and don't give me any other bits of information until I ask for it. So that took me a while to, to realize that not everybody needs that. Now, some people do. Some people appreciate when you explain things, but let them ask. Let them ask you for those details and only share what is needed in that moment. Only share what they're asking for. Listen and only share. Now, some of you do this naturally, but some of you are like me where you don't do this naturally and you have to work at developing that skill of only saying the minimal amount, the details that they want, that's it, and leaving the rest out until they ask for it. And just trust that things will be fine. When they get to that point where they need that information, they'll ask you and you share it. Okay, then you share it, but only share what is needed. Don't share any more and don't confuse them and don't bore them and don't turn them off because you will turn them off if you overshare when all they need is that one piece of information. So listen to what they're asking, give them what you think they need, only say what's needed and let them ask if they need more clarification or depth or detail in that moment. So these are my bits of advice, that I, some of the best that I've ever received. I hope this was useful for you, and I look forward to seeing you incorporating these, uh, these new learnings in your own leadership style, and hopefully, like me, become very successful at what you do every day.